This week, we're going to dive into the TV series Chips and how it influenced and impacted so much of pop culture back then, but thankfully, it still resonates and entertains us on into the present. So, without further ado, let's slide on into the orchard. All of the current tech enables all of us relentless, rabid nostalgia freaks to be able to experience now what we had the pleasure of enjoying live and in person back then. Although we dig the tech ability to help us revisit most of our fondest memories, the experience still only comes at a fraction of true enjoyment versus us actually living the experience. The 70s and 80s were so much different than today, but because of the modern conveniences of today, namely cell phones, for instance, <laughs> we're able to dial up anything retro pop culture with just a tap or a swipe yeah we're heading back to our orchard archives this week to do just that that's right journey with us to peer back to a time back when people were more carefree a time when the police force was professional and deemed the good guys while taking care of their beat mm -hmm. but also when they were off the clock they dress up for a night out on the town go to a club and dance all night long the aura and attitude of that era was so incredibly infectious. It was a time that felt like anything was possible and that excitement and adventure was always waiting just around the corner. Yeah. So are y'all ready to peer into some of that throwback fun and adventure? Let's head into the orchard and explore the many fascinating adventures of the police force and the lovable TV's classic, Chips. Hey. Is that disco music I hear? Disco. <laughs> What's up? Mm -hmm. Are you ready to jump into our chosen retro topic today? I sure am. Great. Me too. And we're so glad that you too, our orchard archivers, decided to journey with us today as well. And we thank you. So let's gear up for the fun and get started talking about this most interesting retro TV show. Okay. So Chips was a popular motorcycle cop series that ran for six seasons on NBC producing 139 episodes from the pilot episode on September 15, 1977, and ending its run on May 1, 1983, under the series creator and executive producer Rick Rosner. Wow, it seemed like a lot longer run when we were kids. <laughs> it did. This <laughs> was such a fun show to watch. Being on motorcycles is what made it original and refreshing. We love watching Ponch and John racing those big Kawasaki's chasing after the crooks and bad guys. <laughs> it's a shame that plain old fashioned action packed show, you know, like this aren't on the air anymore. Yeah. You know, next to the Dukes of Hazard, this was yet another one of the most fun shows on the air from the late seventies. I agree, but chips had a tendency to be cheesy. <laughs> 
Especially with the way Eric Estrada hammed it up as Ponch. I think on that notion, either people loved it or they hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless, Estrada and Wilcox had terrific on-screen chemistry, even if they didn't get along in real life always. Mm. You know, honestly, you'd never guess that were the case if it weren't documented in different places that discuss the many different facts and aspects of the show. I was actually a bit surprised to learn of that. Yeah, you'd never know that just based on the smooth flow they had. You know, and they displayed that on the show. Yeah. It was rumored that the two actors had a strong dislike for each other off camera. (laughs) We'll discuss this in more detail in a little bit. Okay. But we were just so glued to the television, you know, excitedly watching these guys chase crooks uh, during the many adrenaline-filled moments. You said it. (laughs) And built on comedy and riveting freeway chases, Larry Wilcox and Eric Estrada starred as officers John Baker and Frank Ponch Poncharello. Mm -hmm. John and Ponch's unit identification numbers were LA-157 Mary 3 (laughs) and 7 Mary 4, respectively. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) The series immediately found an audience, especially with children, because of its fantastic car crashes and entertaining action stunts. It was guaranteed practically every episode that a car or two would flip over, or someone got thrown off of a bike, or flop face first onto the pavement. Yeah, it didn't matter that these scenarios were so obviously staged. They were. (laughs) (laughs) No one else was doing such things back in those days. So it was a lot of fun to watch and see this on chips. Yeah, and there just had to be a chase on the freeway in each episode. Oh, yeah. And although obviously dated, those scenes still surprisingly hold up today. Mm-hmm. I guess a high-speed chase at over 90 miles per hour back then is about the same as one that might happen in present day. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But wasn't it always amazing yet curious how a number of the traumatic potential crash or fire scenes usually ended up as the victims being able to escape with not so much as a scratch or two. Yeah. Or better yet, the unfortunate damsel in distress that are so grateful for our heroic cops saving their lives. They were so eagerly, they would so eagerly agree to go on a date, you know, that very night. My hero. But more on that later. (laughs) (laughs) So to say that this show didn't have a lot of depth to it is the primary reason why children were so hooked onto it. <laughs> it makes fantastic viewing for anyone that wants to pass the time with nothing overly expected aside from pure television entertainment. Yeah. But it also contained enough adult sensibilities going on to make it still very watchable. Yeah, I would agree. You know, and I like to... That as one would be engrossed in what ensued to easily pass an hour, you know, as the excitement on the beat escalated, mm-hmm. still the cops never drew their guns. And as previously stated, the violence was almost non-existent. Yeah. Just with the sheer innocence surrounding how chips played out, sadly, this is a series that could never be made and widely accepted today. You speak the truth on that, Cooper. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Chips fortunately had no deeper inner meaning, no political agenda, no amazing last minute plot twist. But 
what Chips did have that made it equally fascinating in its own right was plenty of cheesy, low-budget special effects. <laughs> Can we say Gouda? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kennard, I know you are all about the cheese factor number nine in old school entertainment. <laughs> and fortunately, Chips was rich with it. It was. <laughs> it was just a great example of classic 70s and 80s no-brainer TV. So, you ready to break down some of the details we liked and remembered from the show? As well as things that may have annoyed us about it, too? <laughs> I sure am. So let's jump in. Okay. So, as a grade schooler in the early to mid-80s, Chips Patrol, as the syndicated reruns were tagged, played every day at 4 o'clock on our local NBC affiliate. Like clockwork, a car crash played out in slow motion, literally set to that infamous signature disco music <laughs> the whole thing was so outrageously bad that it was hard to turn away <laughs> you had two young reasonably handsome guys athletic and fit looking living that romantic fast life in southern california yeah they were the man on bikes <laughs> upstanding highway patrolmen who enforced the law yeah they had the badge and the gun, the uniforms, and of course, the bikes that they would race at top speed on the highways while chasing the bad guys. Then, to temporarily switch things up, we got a refreshing, carefree glimpse into their downtime. <laughs> Off-duty, their weekends could be spent jet skiing, sailing, or skydiving, which was actually pretty cool to watch. <laughs> It was a juicy fruit commercial every episode. <laughs> there are some things from the late 70s and early 80s that will always be priceless, like buddy duo team type shows, whether it's police or otherwise. Yeah. Fun fact in real life, highway or the California Highway Patrol motorcycle officers do not ride in pairs. Hmm. In the first two seasons, this was explained away as being because Ponch was on probation, not the criminal kind. <laughs> John was his mentor. However, the viewing audience got so used to seeing them working together that it stayed that way for the entire show's run without any further objections. Oh, wow. You know, that is very interesting. Yeah. You know, it would seem like that would actually be a much safer way to patrol out on the freeway, like in pairs. Yeah. Chips provided a safety model. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> but what stood out about Chips, as we've already heavily stated a few times before, was its staple portrayals being those guaranteed freeway chases and vehicular crashes and accidents that predictably play out every episode. Yeah. Along with attractive, fun-loving women who just happened to, to find the CHP officers, Ponch and John, in particular, attractive. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's some chat cheese factor right there. Smoked. <laughs> Say cheese, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> now, it begs to mention, Chips notably introduced and gave television one of its most popular Latino action hero and positive role models, in a sense, Ponch, played by Eric Estrada. Yeah, you know, which was a big deal back then. Mm -hmm. Well, 
it's always been a big deal because it's important for select communities to have someone positively representing that part of the population in the media, you know, to give not only children, you know, a public celebrity or someone to look up to and be proud of, but really for the whole community, um, the collective community, excuse me, involved, you know, young and old. Oh, I totally agree with that. You know, having that positive representation in regards to a hardworking public servant is what so many of us kids knew and remembered when you thought of police, firemen, teachers, doctors, and so on. Yeah. You know, in answer to that age-old question towards kids, upon being asked that what they or what we wanted to be when we grew up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But here, Mr. Estrada was not only positively portraying a most likable public servant, you know, to serve and protect, (laughs) but he also gained real-life star status from his most iconic role of playing Ponch throughout the series of the show. Mm. So it's really a win-win, if you ask me. Ponch? (laughs) It's synonymous with Ponch. (laughs) Music! Music! (laughs) <laughs> the ever recognizable soundtrack connected to Chess. Yes. We can't forget, and it's worth mentioning again, the also oh nostalgic 70s disco music that played out each episode. That became a huge standout trademark for the show. So true. <laughs> we got to see cool police officers doing their jobs, and we mm-hmm. even got to hang out with them off duty on these shows every week. All the while hearing that disco soundtrack that cleverly defined its entire premise. <laughs> Chip, the day in the life adventures of the California Highway Patrol, both at work and at play. <laughs> <laughs> in addition to that, we also get to hear that infamous classic opening tune right off the bat that many a fan are familiar with. You know, that of the jazz funk tune theme during the first season to the updated hot in sound of the time, the disco tune theme during the second season, all the way to the sixth and final season. Oh my goodness. So there's no mistaking that opening theme song (laughs) with those lively drums going off, setting the whole tone. Yeah. You know, apparently... TV shows from the late 70s have the best ingredients for boosting cheerfulness and optimism. Chips began in 1977 as mainstream America embraced disco and its glittering fashion. And for most car enthusiasts, the show also represented car culture during that era as well. This was an excellent show for the vintage vehicle enthusiast. There are many late 1960s vehicles showcased ranging from classic Mustangs to typical family station wagons and sedans. (laughs) You also might spot a late 50s to early 60s car in there, here and there, if you're really perusing for that. You know, everything in this show makes you just long for the good old days. (laughs) Since we were kids at that time, when we watched this and so many other shows back then, we wanted to believe that this was the world we would grow up in. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. 
thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Totally. Chips was an enormously popular show that captured something way more than they realized they were at the time. Right? They actually provided a refreshing escape, containing a positive portrayal of the police that feels a bit foreign compared to what's regularly showcased in modern-day media. You know, Chips was not violent like many of today's cop shows. And as previously mentioned, no gums are ever fired, and nobody ever gets murdered. Yeah. So really, there's enough violence in the world that we really don't care to be reminded of it when we do watch TV. You know, that is so true. <laughs> TV was an escape, and Chips and many other TV greats were, were and provided just that. We, along with our parents, enjoyed this show a lot. We did, because it was wholesome entertainment that you could rely on. Yeah. You know, with Chips, it was both entertaining and safe. Parents and guardians didn't have to worry much about what might flash across the screen unexpectedly if their minor children were watching, which, again, a lot of us at that t- this age were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I like how well the actors complimented each other. Mm-hmm. The, skim- the chemistry of the cast <laughs> was top notch. Pont and John were at their best riding their bikes through the California highways. And their superior officer of command and head honcho of the CHIPS unit was Sergeant Joe Cotrere, played by Robert Pine. Mm -hmm. So fun fact here, Robert Pine is actually the father to a rising Hollywood star in his own right, that of Mr. Chris Pine, who starred in such current hit films as Star Trek, Wonder Woman, and Unstoppable, alongside Denzel Washington. Awesome movie, by the way. Shoot, yeah. (laughs) Everything about and concerning trains is awesome. Oh, me. Let's (laughs) not get Kennedy started on her train tunnel vision. What? (laughs) Come on now. Okay, okay. I'll be good today. No tangenting necessary. (laughs) I'll actually be saving that for later. Oh, no. (laughs) So really, back on topic. Uh, During the six seasons the show was on the air... Only Robert Pine and Eric Estrada remained throughout the show's entire run. Other familiar cast members were Officer Barry Bariska, Artie Grossman, Harlan Arliss as the California Highway Patrol motorcycle mechanic, Officer Turner, and a lady to properly represent us ladies, Officer Bonnie Clark, played by Randy Oaks. (laughs) So I actually think there were two previous female cops starting out, but... Bonnie Clark is who I think we remember the most. Oh, absolutely. Totally remember her. Okay, so let's back up uh, for a second and go to the uh, Harlan Arliss, the uh, CHP motorcycle mechanic. Okay. Okay, so now we're going to play a little quick mind game with our uh, Orchard Archivers. (laughs) Okay. So, okay, if you remember who Harlan Arliss is and you remember what he looks like, Think about him and then do a split screen in your mind. You can actually do this later on if you have, you know, a few minutes to to kill. But think about our Dr. Anthony uh, Fauci, the coronavirus expert. Yeah. If you put his picture beside Harlan Arliss. Oh. Okay, side by side. No, seriously, they look like they could be brothers. Are you serious? They really do. They, I mean. Have you done this? Yeah, actually, I have. I've done it in my mind first. 
but I have done this. They look like brothers. So you have to try it out. Okay. And for the Orchard Archivers, you guys need to try it out too. Seriously. These guys look like they give me brothers. Okay. So we will all run this experiment later on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, there were many special guest stars because of the show's increasing popularity. This trend was a huge occurrence in so many of the, the uh, retro series back in the day. Oh, my goodness. You know, they really did. Yeah. And at the time, the series seemed to get better as it evolved, you know, until about 1980 when, uh, you know, storylines became repeated, less interesting. <laughs> and the hit formula behind Chips became eclipsed by newer, more serious 80s cops dramas like, you know, Hill Street Blues. And then Miami Vice. Okay. Chips also took a predictable downturn when underlying trouble was brewing behind the scenes amongst the cast, which ushered in some doozy cast changes. Yeah. Like in season five, when Ponch was temporarily replaced by the then Bruce Jenner as uh, Officer Steve McLeish. Ah. Uh, he was John's partner while Estrada was tied up in a legal contract dispute. And uh, worse yet, all of season six, unfortunately, played out without John due to Larry Wilcox's departure due to the fact that he and Estrada again were not getting along. Mm. So it was rumored that the two actors had a very strong dislike for each other off camera. And that mm. might be due to Estrada's massive ego growth during the series. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. This silent view lasted for most of the show. They poker faced this dissidence for five whole seasons. Mm. But with Larry Wilcox gracefully taking his leave in season six, one can't help to wonder if he felt that his concerns weren't taken as seriously, you know, versus maybe the creative execs placing a higher value on Estrada, you know, because for them, he was like the true draw for the show. Mm -hmm. You know, so he probably just wasn't, happy and you know they were just really catering to Estrada and making sure that he was happy and catered to well you know if that were actually the case that ugly subtle vibe would make it easier to cause someone to want to walk and look for other potential opportunities oh yeah but still their on-screen chemistry was great and it was hard mm -hmm. for the show to fill his shoes after he left Ponch was important and very instrumental toward contributing to the overall vibe of the show true but it was a grave mistake for the creative execs to feel that Ponch was the true draw. Yeah. The magic really lied within Ponch and John as a team, you know, making it yeah. a solid decision for us, the viewing public, to tune in and enjoy chips week after week. Yeah. You know, many, many mistakes have been made like this over the years with shows. Yep. When stars and creative execs start bumping heads over stuff like contracts, rising star status, poor set morale, and so much more. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't miss the forest for the trees. Trees. Get it? Orchard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, many a good show or movie have been ruined due to differences in creative vision and, you know, understanding. Yeah. So as we continue to sift through the layers of this fascinating discussion, the replacements inserted into the series to help keep things in motion is what we would call mm, E for effort, but no caramel apple. 
<laughs> so what happened was they introduced on-screen brothers, uh, Bobby and Bruce Delson, played by Tom Riley and Bruce Penhall, respectively. Mm-hmm. Try as they might, neither actor could quite cut it like Ponch and John could. Eventually, the show called it quits in its sixth and final season. Yeah. Chips was successful in delivering light action, drama, and comedy for the viewers to enjoy. Mm-hmm. No wonder many are still enamored by the reruns of the show that they can currently watch on MeTV. Oh, yeah. Which is our mom's favorite channel going because of the retro flashbacks of all her favorite oldies. Oh, boy. That mom strikes again. She sure does. (laughs) (laughs) So not only does Chips continue to live on in syndication, but more recently released in 2017 was the feature film Chips, inspired by the original series, but it's just a goofy movie, only of interest <laughs> to juveniles. <laughs> so did you even see or hear about this recent development? Uh, no, and no. <laughs> you? No, and I did not see it, but yeah, I heard about it. And seriously, had no desire or intentions to see it. Mm. I seem to have developed a a slight aversion to clunky remakes. (laughs) I'd much rather hold on to the fond memories of the original work versus seemingly desperate attempts to cash in on something new and great from times past. So that's a hard pass here. (laughs) Duly noted. (laughs) And to your point, the movie came and went and there wasn't much, you know, buzz about it that I can recall. No. About like everything else, which is why most things from yesteryear, whether it was music, movies, or TV series, are so memorable and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, these so often stand the test of time. They do, and that's well said, Coop. Mm. Uh, speaking of memorable scenes from Chips the series, um, can you recall anything that stood out to you from the show? Like, good or bad that you'd like to share okay this one is bittersweet (laughs) but uh who can forget the silly freeze frame smile secrets (laughs) (laughs) that they all did at the end of the episode oh my gosh yes (laughs) i so remember those yeah this feature was almost as trademark as the disco music they used (laughs) so as the preliminary end credits would start the images would freeze multiple times, <laughs> showing various characters laughing or otherwise enjoying the social scene. Those were absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and to our listeners, Chips had a number of special celebrity guest stars. Can you remember any of those stars that appeared in any of those episodes and who they were and who was your favorite? Hmm. You know, I think I vaguely remember Phyllis Diller was in one. Or was that a Scooby-Doo episode? You are absolutely (laughs) nuts, Cooper. (laughs) But you're actually right. She did appear in both. Hey. (laughs) I also remember seeing an episode in which Ponch and John pull over a large black guy, uh, played by Rosie Greer. And he was driving a dinky little blue LeCar or Mini Cooper or something for speeding. So he was already having a bad day, you know, hence his eating in the first place. Then he gets pulled over. 
Basically, he's so mad that he starts sabotaging his own car in sheer anger. He's tearing off the seats, <laughs> hood, doors, <laughs> steering wheel, actual wheels. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hope he was even kicking it. <laughs> I tell you, that was quite the memorable, entertaining scene right there. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's classic. <laughs> well, to wrap this discussion up, if you're stressed and bummed out about how life is playing out currently, chips might be just a prescription and nostalgic elixir that you need. Watch chips and you can instantly escape to a better time to feel youthful and carefree. Sometimes you just want to feel like a kid again. So that's it for this week's episode. But next time we'll be talking about Richard Marks. So stay tuned. You won't want to miss this. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. We so appreciate your support. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss a beat and be ready to revisit more memorable, fun archives and better times. Same time, same place in the Retro Orchard. You just experienced the Caramel Apples podcast, where the topic is rarely about apples. Bye. Bye.